Today, I talked to Rich Brooks, founder and president of Flight New Media, a web design and marketing firm in Portland, Maine. He's nationally recognized as a speaker on entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and social media. He's also the founder of the Agents of Change, an annual conference, a podcast, and blog all about search, social, and mobile marketing. If you've listened to his podcast, you will have heard me on it. Uh, I will link that into the show notes. Uh, Rich is also a regular contributor at socialmediaexaminer.com, the world's most popular social media marketing blog. He is the tech guru on WCSH Channel 6's evening news show, 207, and teaches web marketing and social media courses for entrepreneurs at the University of Southern Maine's Center for Continuing Education. Marketing, advertising, and sometimes a conversation... This is the Brand Boost Podcast. Rich, how are you this fine Wednesday? Actually, we're recording on a Wednesday, but it probably won't be a Wednesday when it comes out. So <laughs> how are you doing today? So if you, I'm doing great. If people listen to it on Tuesday, just hit pause, come back tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Just Make it accurate. That's the best way to do it. Just, just hit pause, come back. Rich has got some good stuff to say. Or listen to it twice. There's nothing wrong with that either. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Yourself? Yeah, you know, I'm in, uh, like I said, I'm in sunny South Florida. Well, actually, today it's kind of rainy, but it's better than being up in where you are. That's not true. It's a very sunny day here in Portland, Maine. It is a balmy 42 degrees. In fact, I would argue it is way too warm right now. You know, being a New Englander myself, I would have to agree that's way too warm for the winter. Nobody wants that. Like, I'm down here and it's like, it was 79 last night, and I was like, this is not winter time. But you got no. people in parkas around here, so it's kind of weird. Well, and you know, I, I jokingly said on Facebook the other day, it's like uh, I'm tired of people um, complaining about Jonas because we're all so jealous up here. And of course, I'm not talking about the people who were flooded out of their homes and businesses. Right, right. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But you know, we go up to the mountain, and I'm skiing Sugarloaf every other week, and we've gotten like three inches of fresh snow, and we're watching – two feet get dumped in Virginia and we're like, why not us? Like, what did we do wrong? I'm ready to sacrifice some virgins personally. (laughs) I'm telling you, as a New Englander, we just have this different appreciation for seasons and especially for snow because three, four inches, I mean, I'll be honest with you, even a foot of snow is not a big deal, but the temperature dropped into the 40s last week uh, down here in South Florida and people were... Screaming bloody murder. Bloody murder. I can imagine. So There was probably a run on bread and milk and batteries at the people, local stores. They didn't know what to do. I'm telling you, people were out shopping, buying thick – like I don't even know where they were finding them, but people were buying them because you know, I was being told by some of my neighbors, like, I had to go out and buy a winter parka. And I'm just like, are you serious? It's not that cold. Anyway, right. let's jump into some content here. Uh, Rich, I mentioned at the outset that you are the founder and president of New Media – uh, Flight New Media, which you specialize in web design and marketing in lovely Portland, Maine. Uh, but you're also a speaker, and you focus on entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media, and you have a really cool conference, the Agents of, Agents of Change Conference. So I want to jump into that. I want to know from you. Let's ask some broad questions, and we'll get deeper in a minute. But high level, what is the benefit for you as a media agency owner to have a conference, a local annual conference? 
That's a great question um, because uh, it does take a lot of work. There's no two ways about it. And I think it just kind of – it was one of those things that organically grew. Uh, I was doing local presentations and I found even today that when I go out and do a presentation in front of a group, either immediately or down the road, that leads to business. You know, we always talk about platforms. I've got my blog as a platform. We've got our podcast as platforms. We've got Facebook as a platform. Uh, one of the platforms that a lot of digital marketers or people who have become reliant on social media forget about is the in-person presentations. When you can read the group in real time, when you can answer their questions, when you can press the flesh, as they say, that becomes an amazing way of, of building rapport, building credibility, establishing your expertise, which then leads to more business. And it's really something in 2016, I'm going to really try and get back into a lot of these local and industry-specific presentations to help generate more leads and get people on my email list and all those other things. So I started doing a lot of little workshops around town and around New England uh, over the years. And years ago, probably eight years ago by now, I realized that any time I talked about social media, the room filled up. And a few of my other friends who were speaking around that time too realized the same thing. We put together a half-day uh, conference on social media, which we called Social Media FTW. And it was like, you know, how hard could it be? Well, as it turns out, it's a lot of work, and we discovered that the hard way, but um, did that for three years, social media FTW, and after the third year, I swore that I would never put on another event, um, but I happened to run in Chris Brogan that night, and he mentioned to me that he might want to get involved one time, so I'm like, oh my God, yeah, we're totally going to put on a conference now, except- Another fellow I, New Englander. Exactly. What I realized is, at the end of the day, I am an entrepreneur, and part of that is I need to have final say. So I rebooted the conference uh, to make it all about search, social, and mobile, because I thought that not enough people were paying attention to search, and I thought nobody at the time was paying attention to mobile, which I thought were critical uh, growth opportunities. And so we created the Agents of Change Digital Marketing Conference. And it is uh, interesting because Flight is always a sponsor of the mm -hmm. conference, but we also have other sponsors as well. We bring in speakers from around the country, and of course, I get an opportunity to get up on stage, and so I'll follow somebody like Chris Brogan or a Marcus Sheridan or Derek Halpern, Mike Stelzner, all these people, Amy Porterfield, who have all spoken at my show. So by process of being near them, I actually look like I'm a kind of big deal, which helps me out. But also, there was no conference like this in Maine. So I wanted to kind of bring all of this knowledge from all these experts to Maine, but it also helps obviously establish Rich Brooks and Flight New Media as people who are experts in what they do via agents of change. Of course. I, you, you made a great point there. You brought, and this is what there's so many out there that fail to recognize is that you don't have to go and play in the big, the big ocean. You have a very untapped market in your own local pond or even your own local pool and i know you know you and i were pool, talking about this pond, last pool pond pond good for you lake uh whatever i don't a river <laughs> uh but no really like what really stuck out from what you just said is that you didn't have anything like this in maine instead of thinking oh my goodness i need to go and have this and i've seen this and i'm sure you have as well people start these conferences or they start these whatever they are, seminar, whatever they want to call it. And they try and go, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to LA, San Diego. Let's, we're going to bring the people in. We're going to make it this big national thing. And then they realize that, wait a minute, 
I can, there's no way I can sustain it, especially from, let's just take, for example, you from Portland. If you were to go and, and do that somewhere across the country, you'd probably have absolutely nobody there. I mean, maybe now you would, now that you've established yourself more with, like you said, uh, people in the industry. But, and, and I, I really want anybody listening to understand that there, there are great local resources. You just have to find them. And if there isn't, then do what Rich did and just go and create your own local resource. So uh, that to me stands out so much because I personally, I love taking advantage of what I have locally. And I also love being able to tap into local resources, local businesses. And then like you said, at the end of the day, you look like a rock star and people people will work with you. They want to work with you. And and so you are a little bit of a rock star out there in Portland from uh, from what I understand. Aren't you on the Channel 6 Evening News? I am the tech guru, and uh, on 207, which is the evening uh, news program here, uh, or evening magazine kind of a thing. So, uh, And I get on about once a month, do hard-hitting tech stories like how to take better pictures with your cell phone or what the best <laughs> recipe website is online. You know, stuff people have to know. Um, well, but it is funny because it. I – I have had people tell me that the reason why they hired Flight or the reason why they continue to work with Flight uh, year after year is because I'm on TV, which I just think is crazy. But, you know, hey, all right, there you go. So people um, – oh, go ahead. It, go ahead. it is funny. It just – it helps establish your credibility. And just on the local thing, so obviously there's nothing wrong with putting on an event in Vegas and bringing in 4,000 no, no, people can have it, you know. But for me, it was – you really got to get back to, you know, your question was, why would you do this? And I, I think it's like, for me, it was to, for a lot of reasons. One, I wanted to bring these experts to Maine because I think it's important. Uh, the other thing is I wanted to shine a light on some local experts besides myself, as well as raising my own profile. There, you, if, you, if your business goals are to generate more business, being in front of an audience is a great way to do it. You can either go speak at somebody else's event or you can own the stage by putting on your own event. And I actually ended up doing both. So I, I think that that can be a great thing. Find out if there's an event like yours in town. An event doesn't have to be 400 people or even 4,000. It can be 40 people or even 12 people if those 12 people in the audience are your ideal customers. Right. What – if somebody came to you and said, and, and this is going to go off of my original line of thinking, but if somebody came to you and said, Rich, I want to start my own conference event and not, maybe not necessarily for obviously social media, for whatever industry they're in, how would you tell them to go about making that happen in their local area? So that's a great question. I actually started putting on a masterclass, and one day I'm going to write the book on this, all about how – not how event planners can put on events, but how you as a small business owner or marketer can put on events. Um, and one of the things that I often think about in terms of getting a conference together – and my whole thing is you need to at least break even – Mm-hmm. or make a profit, depending on what your goals are. If your goals are to generate leads, then it's only about breaking even or maybe even taking a small loss if you know you're going to get those jobs from it. Right. But there are three categories of things that are required, are almost required for a successful event, and they are speakers, sponsors, and seats. So speakers are, it might just be you, but are there other experts that you can bring in to speak to this audience who maybe you don't directly compete with or maybe you do when you're willing to share the stage a little bit? Sponsors are not necessary for a successful event, but they really do help pay the bills. It's more expensive than you think to put on any decent-sized event, and there's a lot of risk. So if you can get some local organizations that want to get in front of this audience to pony up some money, or maybe it's a national organization. you know, For example, we have Constant Contact as one of our sponsors for Agents of Change because mm-hmm. 
they want to be in front of small business and marketers, and exactly. this is a great opportunity for them to do that. Um, so that that's another important category. And seats are really just getting people in the seats, but I wanted something with alliteration, so I went with the three S's. Like um, and that's also another critical piece is how many people do you need in the room or in the stadium to make it a successful event, and then how are you going to market to these people? And that is definitely something that I've seen evolve over the years as we've, you know, you know, one all of a sudden one thing's working really well one year, and then the next year it falls completely on its face, and you have to find a new channel to uh, to really engage people and get them to come in. Yeah, and, and switching gears just a little bit from the that um, that's actually really I mean really good tips. I'm glad we have something. Three tips to a successful event: speaker, sponsor, seats. Uh, love the SSS right there. But let's switch gears into social media, which is something that you do focus on. What are you noticing? And I want, this is kind of like a trends thing. What what are you noticing? Small businesses are looking for. It doesn't even have to be social, but in general, what are small businesses looking for from agencies like yourself, like Flight? <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, they just want to make sales. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They want to generate more leads. They think social media is a magic bullet, or at least they used to a few years ago. I think small businesses have become educated to realize that it's not quite as easy as they thought. It takes more time and effort. Um, They want to be able to find where their ideal customer is hanging out online and then engage with them. Um, So that's a big tricky thing. A lot of people come in and they say, you know, Rich, I want a good looking website. Or they'll say, Rich, you know, I really want to generate uh, um, a lot of interest in social media. And what I usually do is ask them to take a step back and ask, why do you want those things? You know, it's, you just keep on asking why until you get to the pain point. And the pain point is usually, I need more leads. I need more customers, whatever it may be. Uh, And one of the things that I usually stress with people who come into my office is that it doesn't make a difference if you're popular on Facebook at the end of the day, unless you're a Facebook marketer. What's important is that you make the sales. And so my whole thing is email marketing is the sexiest marketing out there right now. Uh, So we use social media to drive people to our website to get them on our email list, assuming that they don't want to buy a website on their first visit, which is usually not their number one goal. They want to get information. So for me, I'm always like, let's work on whatever social media platforms you're interested in getting on, and those should be the ones that your audience is already there. How do we get them from Facebook, from Twitter, from Instagram, and get them onto your email list so you can have better one-on-one conversations? Um, I find that email, especially you know, tying this back into events if you want to be putting on events, you, email is where you sell the tickets. And that's just been my experience across the board. We've worked with over five – we built over 500 websites. we probably worked with over 750 clients now in the past 20 years. And it's not social media – converts people. It's social media that starts to build trust, but you need to continually to warm up those leads and email is the next logical step. So it's interesting that you say that because the conversation lately around some of this new media and technology is that, how does it work for me? And people want to know, how does any of this stuff benefit me? And I'm not going to even go into the names of some of the new apps and technology and all this I don't even want to get into the live stream conversation, but you know we see so much. It, there's so much changing constantly, right? So if I'm a small business owner, what is Rich Brooks telling me if I walk in and I say I am an open book? Tell me what I need to be doing to make sales for my business using social media. 
Sure. Well, I, and I, I'm going to tell you that social media is an important part of the whole mix, but it's not just about social media because at the, you know, the most important thing is probably building a platform. So I'm going to say, we've got to get you either you've got a good website or your website needs improvement. And then we need to drive traffic to it. So we're going to use search engine optimization because we will need to get in front of people who are already interested in your products and services. And then we want to get in front of with social media. And I tell people most of the days, most businesses are not going to make a lot of sales through Facebook. They're, the the organic is down, all, you know that sort of stuff. Yes, you can sell through Facebook ads for sure. We've had a lot of success with that. Um, but the bottom line is, Facebook these days, especially for B two B, I think is more about showing the personality of the company rather than trying to make direct sales. It's almost more if there's anything you're trying to sell using a Facebook page for a B two B, it's probably about um, employment. Why people want to work there because it's such a fun, interesting, challenging workplace. How does that benefit, though, a, a small business? How, like I, that works for big brands, right? And, and I'm again, I'm playing a little. I'm just going to push you a little bit on this one. No, I like it. That works great for big brands. Okay, hey, sh- look, we're a great place to work. You know, we are IBM, we are Coca Cola, we are. You know, we have a cool product. But I'm a small business. I'm a local uh, coffee shop. I'm a local dentist. I'm a local lawyer. I'm a local restaurant bar, whatever it may be. How on earth and why do I care to tell people how cool it is to work there? I, I'm not hiring. I can't afford to hire. So I don't want to waste money and time promoting come work for us. So how do I get people in the door or, or how does that even benefit me? Do I, why do I need to even be on social at that point? You, and the answer is you may not need to be on social media at that point. So there were a lot of good examples. We probably have worked with each one of those categories. In fact, lately we've been launching a lot of dentist websites. Um, so for dentists, just as one of the examples that you mentioned, I would have a Facebook page because everybody has a Facebook page. And I would probably ha- hire somebody to put up some generic tweet or generic posts about like, you know, five things you need to know about brushing your teeth or stuff like that. But to be honest, most of us are tired of those things. And the only reason you put them out is just to show you still exist. I'd probably instead be like congratulating uh, people, uh, talking about local things going on in the community or what we're doing in the community to help. Or I know in Maine, they've got a day for dentists where we they participate in giving denti- free dental care to people who can't normally afford it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm never going to get business out of Facebook. Uh, I might get some reviews. I might ask my customers if they say, wow, that was the most painless uh, root canal I've ever had in my life. I might say, hey, would you go over to Facebook and leave me a review? But I'm not expecting Facebook to generate any business for me. Search engine optimization, local search uh, optimization as well, Google AdWords and Facebook ads. And retargeting. I mean, that's really where I'm going to focus it. And having worked with a number of dentists lately, I happen to know that the money is in the veneers, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to create a lot of content around veneers, uh, cosmetic, the stuff that's not covered that people are paying out of pocket for. You know, it's those kind of jobs for dentists, as an example, that help really pay the bills. So those are some of the things that I'm going to be focused on. The Facebook page is almost going to be an afterthought, quite honestly. That may not be what you want to hear. That may not be what the dentist who wants to be popular on Facebook wants to hear. But if we're talking about growing your practice, that's what I would do. Now, switching gears, if I'm a restaurant, if I've got a special of the day, I'm going to put it up there. I'm going to put pictures. Uh, Chances are that once a week or once a month, I'm doing some fundraiser events. So I'm going to talk about that on my Facebook page. I'm going to show people how I'm part of the community. 
But again, I'm not expecting to make a lot of sales. What I may do is I may run specials at 11 o'clock on Twitter that says, come in and mention that you saw this tweet on Twitter and get a free drink with something. You know, anything I can do to measure it. And I might play that game on Facebook as well. I probably Instagram, try the whole thing and just measure with some sort of discount to see, can I get engagement on any of these platforms? But again, dentists, uh, rather restaurants, I'm thinking local SEO mm-hmm. uh, is going to be critically important. So we have all of these different tools that we can use, but each one is going to be more important or less important depending on the industry that you're in. Yeah. It, you know, and, and I completely agree, so I can't even play devil's advocate anymore because <laughs> I just – I agree with you. And you know, social is a great tool. Social can be amazing – for brands willing to accept that you may not see instant ROI, you may not see ROI in a year, but if done properly, um, you know you can you can definitely build brand awareness. And you know the one thing that you and I see often is marketers saying, "Well, of course there's ROI. Look, I got clients out of it." It's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" As a marketer, you're seeing ROI because it's a marketing. It's, 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 it helps marketers get themselves out there, right, to work with other right. brands. But are you helping your clients? And this, so this is one thing that I, I explain to my clients often is that, yes, we can, we can help social. And unless you have some sort of online product or you have a physical product, it's very, very difficult to prove, to prove and show this is what came from social. These sales came – like, I mean, imagine a restaurant trying to prove that you know, these people came from social, these people came from a TV ad. It's, it's almost impossible. It's, 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 well, unless you're going to give out discounts for everything. Correct. You know, then and, and you can track. Be, yeah. yeah. And then you're giving stuff away. So there's really no ROI there. <laughs> and the, right. And the problem also is just, uh, anecdotally, um, that, you know, we hear these stories about how some restaurant made an extra thousand dollars of sales because they were on Instagram. And then the problem becomes is that story keeps on being told over and over again until it's like you get you go on Instagram and suddenly you make $1,000. But then everybody rushes to Instagram right. and the results are no longer there. Mm-hmm. It, it always is a law of diminishing returns. Facebook ads have been skyrocketing in price lately because everybody sees that there's actual value yeah. there. And so then that's why we all rush to Periscope or Blab or whatever the new platform is because we're hoping, hey, let's squeeze a little life out of this before – all the marketers come and ruin this for us, you know. So it, it is kind of an online it, this battle. But again, this is why when people come to my office, I stress the email because you own email, and I don't see any time in the next five to ten years that email's not going to be a critical part of our day. I know some people say that that's no longer the case, but I disagree. And with mobile phones, you know, one of the number one activities is is reading email. So it's. I think email is critically important to this. And again, it, it, like you said, what would you, what would I say if somebody came into my office and asked me, you know, lay it out for me? How do I succeed online, if not just in social media? Mm-hmm. I talk about uh, creating a digital marketing action plan. And here's another list for you. There are four things in this list, That's and it's attraction, it. retention, conversion, and measurement. Attraction: How do we get people to our website? Search engine optimization, social media. Advertising, uh, you know, especially digital ads, those are the big three. There's a lot of other ways as well, you know, events, networking, being on the local TV show, whatever. But search, social, and advertising are the big three. Uh, the next is retention, 
getting somebody to sign up for your email newsletter or getting them to follow you on Twitter or become LinkedIn with you. Ways of staying in touch with people after they've left your website. Right. The third one is conversion. Just making sure that you're doing everything to have a results-driven website. And that's an entire other episode that we can talk about. But what are you doing on your website to get people to to click on things, to, to drive them to fill out a form, to pick up the phone, to book an appointment, whatever the goals are for your website. And finally, measurement. And I know that you're a numbers junkie because we talked about this before you hit the record button, yep. that we both like looking at our numbers. Google Analytics is a must. Going into whatever social platform you're on and taking a look at your numbers so you understand what works and what doesn't. You do those four things and you are bound to succeed, but you have to do all those four things. Those are an amazing mic drop for Rich Brooks. So, Rich, Boom. if any business listening wants to work with you, tell them where to find you. What's the best way to reach out to you? Um, well, if you want to talk to me personally, I'm the Rich Brooks on every platform, and I'm always on Twitter. If you want to go check out my website and see if we're if I'm really walking the talk or talking the walk or whatever they say. Um, our website is takeflight.com, and that's F-L-Y-T-E.com. And then as one last shout-out, I'd love everybody to come and check out our conference this year uh, for Agents of Change. And it's also a weekly podcast. We just launched our interview with Vincenzo today, as a matter of fact. Um, and we've got a weekly blog as well. And that's over at agentsofchangecon.com. Awesome. The, uh, Rich Brooks, everybody. An absolutely amazing individual, amazing conference, great podcast, uh, really, really selfless plug. I'm just blushing now. Selfless, just blushing. selfless plug here. I was on the podcast, so like... Probably the greatest episode we've ever recorded, couple, and I'm not just saying that. Yeah, yeah. That was released uh, Wednesday, January 27th, so go listen to that episode because, you know, <laughs> I'm on it. So if you want to hear me some more, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to somebody else or listen to me talk instead of having someone else. But Rich, thank you so much for jumping on. And you know, I can't wait to see you in Chicago because we're both going to be hanging out at Chicago Social, which I will explain more a little later. Are you going to be over at uh, Social Media Marketing World this year? I am. I'm going to be a track leader. Cool. Are you so going to be I. there? I am a track leader as well. And oh, uh, sweet. I have, I am. I am also, let's see, um, hosting a panel on live streaming, uh, brand storytelling through live streaming. So for those of you wanting to get tickets to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, VincenzoLandino.com slash SMMW1616. So go check out the tickets. I think there's like, I don't know, I think they're like 400 bucks off right now. So make sure you go and do that. It's an amazing conference. And heck, you can turn it into a vacation in San Diego. So who doesn't want to do that? Rich, I will see you. I'll see you soon. And then we will talk some more. But thank you so much. And I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for access to your community. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe.